This week on Artisan, we get to hear from Seth Schaefer, a musician turned husband, father, and filmmaker. Seth created Seth Schaefer Music and Hoptocopter.com, a website for his clients to commission his filmmaking talents. Hey, welcome to Artisan, a podcast where we interview brave men and women and their stories of taking their passions into the marketplace and how they've inspired the world around them. I'm your host, Amos Murray, and I hope you enjoy their stories and are inspired to create stories of your own. I'm Seth Schaefer, and I'm a creator and father and husband. I'm interested in all types of crafts and arts and different things. So I am locally probably more known as someone who does filmmaking stuff. In the past, I've been a musician. I love learning new things always, always and forever. Nice. Cool. Then uh, I'm glad I picked you for this interview because <laughs> that's the exact pre-qualifications for everyone that I want to be interviewing. The art artisan, the person that that's just craves more learning and creativity and and crafting and, and all of that. So I, I love listening to Kelly's interview. That was a, a good good way to kick things off. It's cool. Oh good. Yeah, um, I've got a lot of people lined up, but I do definitely need to get uh, the setup better for sure. We'll get there. But anyway, man, there's so much I'd love to talk to you about, like how you got started with your production and maybe that's the best place to start, kind of how that happened. Yeah, when I was really young, I started playing piano. My parents put me in a music school back then and I went through a lot of classes and learned how to play and that over time turned into me becoming a musician that was out gigging in shows around the Grand Junction area and then from there I had a friend who had a recording studio that I ended up being co-owners with him on and then that quickly turned into falling in love with film. So people that needed, you know, recordings for their rap albums also needed videos. And, and I found it fascinating and endless and its ability to communicate to people and evoke emotions and tell a story. And, uh, my emphasis now in the film world, especially is documentary styled short films, particularly for industrial clients, but I really like honest stories. That's a big emphasis of mine. I'm, I feel kind of like I'm carving the marble and having the story come out of what it's supposed to be as opposed to writing it. So there's obviously many people out there that write scripts and produce films that are creatively thought through in every shot ahead of time. And I'm more of a discovery style filmmaker. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. Nice. Did you find yourself exploring and, and researching film and and how to do that? I think a big piece of it was that it was hard and it was difficult. And there's another piece of it that I wasn't supposed to be good at it, quote unquote. 
where with music I was. So, and I still suffer with imposter syndrome in music all the time because I'm supposed to be good at music, quote unquote. And um, I'm not supposed to be good at filmmaking, even though that's all just false narrative that isn't accurate. But I, I think in the beginning, it was easy for me to just push in and learn new skills and, and every project I had, I wanted to try something new that was difficult and have a high likelihood of failure and then try to not fail. And I don't think we had a, a tremendous number of failures, but we did have, um, had a lot of pain in the growth and I loved it. I, I, I always do, I, you know, as far as like learning new skills. So, um, video is immensely complicated with a huge number of skill sets that all come together from, you know, filming and editing and audio and story and what the intention is really, what the outcome needs to be when somebody watches it and all that stuff. It's very fascinating and fun for me. I, I find that for me, I think maybe even the big reason I started this is because I realized that as, as an artisan or an artist, a creative thinker, I tend to want to spend more time doing creative outlets, but find it hard to justify the time that I spend on it. But it seems like you and Callie and a lot of other people I admire, you guys kind of forged ahead and forged through that. And I feel like there's enough people out there that could use that encouragement or insight into those areas of how to go from these things pay the bills, but these things are what I'm passionate about. You know what I mean? Right. Well, I mean, yeah. What's your intention in creating? Is it to, is it to pay the bills or is it to enjoy or learn a new process? And I don't know. I mean, for you personally, what is it? Man, for me, it's like just to feel better. <laughs> yeah. And which you know, when I even try to wrap my head around making a business out of that, it's like, how do you, I just get wrapped up in it and consumed by it. It's like therapy for me. And so how to try to step out of that and think about being business minded about it makes it really difficult, really feels derailing or even um, just anti what I'm doing, you know? Yeah, I wonder if there's something to be said for that, not needing to be something that you'd have to turn into a business always, you know, I mean, I have been pretty entrepreneurial from a young age, and kind of had to, so forced myself to make what it is that I was interested in become something that I could make money with. But I don't, I don't think that's necessarily healthy from the creative standpoint, you know, um, especially like you said, you know, to feel better, well, it, you know, to feel better and then also get paid is a really lucky thing to find. And it's definitely out there, but I don't, I think the first emphasis should be on creating. I mean, I'm struggling with this with myself because I, I think I'm, as I'm creating and pushing into over the next few months, trying to more intentionally chase the dream of creating music consistently and having a, a smooth flow of of output i 
can't help but wonder about the business side of things and want to make sure that everything's set up the right way. And I'm doing all of that before I'm even really finishing work on the music front, which is backwards, I think, even though I'm still doing it. And that's the way <laughs> I've been continuing. But I, I think I think creating for the sake of feeling better and enjoying, you know, enjoying the art is a better first impetus and then if you find that you're able to and you want to turn that into some kind of a business then then that's great but yeah yeah mm, that's good you know recently i discovered uh i would always refer to my crafting my desire to build or create as like um art or a passion pursuing a passion and of course, I've been accused a lot in my history of being a procrastinator. And it comes more like when there's when there's no passion for anything, like nothing really comes out, honestly. <laughs> How do you force that? But I think recently I realized that it's more it's it's whimsical. Do you feel like it's whimsical for you? No. Or maybe spontaneous? Yes. Spontaneity? <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, I think that there's there's something to be said for being able to sit down and write and continually write. Like the Stephen King, I believe it's Stephen King, that would sit down and write a specific number of pages or minutes or whatever it was every day. And I think that, that that's an important thing to be able to to get over as a, as a creator, especially if you're wanting to enter the realm of craftsmen instead of artists, and you want to be able to continually create good work. I think, I think you have to know how to sit down and create something when you're inspired and when you're not. The inspired creation is easy. I think it's the I need to I need to sit down and create because I know I'm going to feel better or I know I have this thing when I'm not inspired. That's that's hard, but also I think the door that opens to becoming a solid craftsperson. Yeah, yeah, interesting, man. I love this so far because you've brought so many things um, that kind of I don't know strike a chord with me. One thing you said early on was you suffer from imposter syndrome yeah tell me about that yeah i mean it's the the idea that you're an imposter in a and you're not as good and everybody's looking at your stuff and you're you know you're like man i don't know how they're not noticing that i'm not that good <laughs> when objectively speaking you might you might be good and you might not be and that's fine but you're not going to get it doesn't help to necessarily allow that to stop progress or allow that to you know to stop the creation process i think um you're you're going to again i can i can sit down when i'm inspired and write a song and feel really good about it but when i'm not inspired that's that's my more recently been my favorite time to sit down and write a song is no you know tap in i mean become inspired through the process but um without being afraid of how not cool you are you know i think it's so easy to like 
to want to look cool, you know, and, and that's the antithesis of progress and honesty and art, I think, you know? Yeah. Well, and geez, it's like, I look back and realize the most important things I did, I did not worried or thinking about what other people think about me. It was just coming out of me because I was in my own little world, you know, it was authentic, I guess. Absolutely. It's, it's striking for me to hear. Um, I hope that somehow I can link like, I don't know, an ins- your Instagram account or something so people can see how incredibly talented you actually are, like um, videos or something that you've produced because I think you're incredibly talented, you know, from just uh, the more I the more I know you, the more I want to get to know you kind of a standpoint, you know what I mean? Oh, cool. Thanks, man. Sitting, sitting there with you at the Christmas party and my wife, Megan, comes to you and says, hey, I love this song. I want to learn it on the guitar. And you just happen to overhear it and put the phone up to your ear and at a loud party, grab a guitar off the wall. And the next thing you know, you're, you're like rocking out to the, the rhythm of the song. It's like that. That's that's pretty incredibly talented. And I know you kind of pass it off like, oh, I was just born and raised that way. So it's kind of second nature. But but. <laughs> so <laughs> it's more than most people can do so and maybe that's part of that like piece that you're talking about is that imposter mentality is like you you're good enough but you know there's someone better so you're kind of always thinking wondering i i feel like i definitely can relate to that for sure yeah i mean i i'm aware that i am competent at instruments and playing music and and that stuff and there are obviously a million people or millions of people that are better than me and that's fine i don't need to be you know that's not my my intention is not to become the best of the best in that world it's more to to create and have fun um but uh, yeah definitely on the uh on sitting back and being able to listen and play that was a lot of practice obviously there's been literally tens of thousands of hours put into music from the time I was a little tiny kid, you know, theory lessons and yeah, lots of practice. Yeah. I mean, do you feel like that was forced upon you or do you feel like it was more offered to you what was going on around you? And so that was the clear choice to make. Yeah, I think, I mean, the story goes that when I was two, before I said my first word, I picked out Twinkle Twinkle Little Star on the piano, like reaching up to where I couldn't see the keys, but finding the notes and playing them. So I do kind of and not so kind of like actually literally think of music as my first language. It's easier for me to communicate feelings through music. And when I hear a song, I don't really hear the lyrics. I hear the notes and the chords and the rhythm and I know what they are, at least from a relative standpoint. Yeah. Do you feel like when you're filming or editing film that that plays a role in that, or is it a completely different side of you? It absolutely plays a role. I mean, the last few films that I've directed and edited myself, um, or uh, sorry, with, with the help of a team, but, um, that I've taken charge of, I've made sure to be a part of the music, if not, you know, co-writing the song as well, which is a big piece of, you know, the business model that I'm 
trying to move into, um, and I say trying to move into, I've already moved into it. That's what our business is comprised of now. But the music side of it is it's a custom score to tell a story, to evoke a specific emotion for a specific intention to a specific audience, you know? So the, um, the music is a huge piece of it. And finding the right music for a story is ridiculously difficult. You can find pretty good music. Yeah, you can find pretty okay music and you can find an okay fit. But to get the right, I mean, obviously that's so subjective, but something that feels like the right piece for the, the edits and the pacing and the storyline, all that stuff is really difficult. So having the freedom and flexibility to write the music for the piece is immensely helpful that's crazy i can't even imagine that's pretty incredible i feel like on so many facets but i mean even more curious now just getting into this conversation of i mean you mentioned music was more your first language and then i've heard of like really good artists are really good musicians because the music actually has color to it and like they it actually has a visual effect they're 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 almost the same conversation for them and so that makes me wonder if that happens with you at all yeah mine is more shape based i'm not really i'm not much of the imaginary color person when it's uh, you know we've had conversations with friends that are like what kind of color does that person represent and my brain has a hard time doing that i just don't don't function in that in that way but the shapes side of it is absolutely a massive part of it i mean it's you know before guitar hero was a thing that's a, a, a i guess a rudimentary view of kind of how music has always felt for me things are coming down the pathway there's shapes to it there's tension there's vibrations there's um yeah wow that's incredible pretty fun to hear yeah well and, and once you're yeah and this is not highly unique in people that play and gig out but the ability to hear what the chord is immediately i think is part of that that shape structure for me. It's like when I hear a note and I hear a chord, I know what it is. And, um, and you have to, if you're out playing live with people, you know, and you're having to follow along with a group you've never played with before. It's like, you, you kind of know what's coming. So, and when it hits, you know, right away, okay. Just, just as clear as, you know, I just said the word clear. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Fascinating. You know, my brother was saying he was, talking to a guy that does Red Bull videos, just trying to pick his brain. And the guy was like, oh, anymore right now, we design our films on the music. So we pick out the music first and then we edit our films to fit the music. Yep. And I dabbled in that just a a tad. And it's hard. But I imagine with you having that kind of a talent, that probably comes easy because you're you're like hearing the punches before they come. You know, you're hearing like cuts in the in the melodies and all that. You could probably imagine it way easier and faster. Yeah the the format of pick the music um, is how I started. So even films that are on the Hoptocopter homepage, they 
a lot of like, actually quite a few of them started with music and then I found pretty shots to put on it and then I tried to find a storyline that kind of helped make the story move along and make people feel cool about their film right and um, as I've been able to kind of progress through the process of put more of an emphasis on story first so I'm able to have to make sure that the right people are showing saying the right thing in the right order and then with that with that being the impetus i'm able to move into creating the the feeling and the tone and the pacing and the transitions that help move the film along that way but but before i definitely loved i mean it was like i need to find a song that i like and i was really picky so it's really hard <laughs> but um yeah luckily there's a lot of really good music out there <laughs> what what are uh, what projects are you really excited about either coming up or that you're working on right now? I am most excited about getting the music stuff going right now and continuing to boost our stock footage portfolio. I'm booked for the year period and there's a tremendous amount of travel I'm going to have to be doing towards the end of the year. Um, so I'm trying to take this time to put an emphasis on what to me is a really important other piece of the business. And that is getting music, um, finished so that it can go out and be available for people to purchase if they think it's interesting um, for the sake of putting the music that we write on other people's videos that kind of a thing so and maybe maybe i'll have a spotify page but that's not not the intention the intention isn't to get my image out there and look cool it's to uh, be able to create and give opportunity if that if that piece of art is something that people want to spend money for they can spend money on it and if they don't then they don't and that's totally fine <laughs> you know man and that's that's kind of what inspired me to you know again it goes back to the theme of this podcast is i think we're all trying to crack that nut like all of the artisans of this world are trying to crack that nut and also the world need needs them to crack that nut in, in a way you know and I, I never realized that until recently you know yeah the, the piece of being you creating that putting your intentionality and forging ahead in what you see is the most desirable has has deep impact and value on the rest of the world yeah I, I know you you mentioned something in the conversation with Kelly about that feeling. And you said even at the beginning of this interview, something along the lines of, uh, I'm not sure how to, how, like, is it worth it or whatever? Talk to me more about that. Like what's, where's your conflict? Yeah, thanks. Uh, I, you know, I struggle because there's an hourly wage that you could just turn around and pick up and make money at, you know, and even when you're raising kids and you have a family and, and then you find something you're passionate about, about like building a boat out of wood <laughs> and you're like, it's just something I'm really passionate about, but how do you justify the hours that you're going to spend on that, that have to come out of somewhere else, you know, and how, I just have really struggled trying to justify it for long enough that, you know, it takes about 
from what I've seen, it takes like three to five years for anything to be reputable, let's say. Do you mean from a business perspective or? Yeah. Like if we're talking from a business perspective and I, you know, recently what's really just, it's been a desire of mine for a long time, but it's getting stronger and stronger by the day, you know, as craft like strip building kayaks and um, doing timber surfboards, like surfboards out of wood. Um, just cause surely like, I love water sports and I love wood and it's therapy to me and it's beautiful. And there's nothing quite like building a craft and then experiencing how it communicates with the water. Right. But right now I spend 40 hours a week getting paid a rate (laughs) and it comes with, benefits you know how do i just jump ship pun intended i guess from here into something like that you know and so i i'm realizing for me personally it's gonna have to look more like finding a niche piece of time and then setting that aside for that specific thing and just kind of the old adage of um I mean, death by a thousand cuts, so to speak, you know? (laughs) Yeah, it seems to me like you've got an idea that when you're creating, you have to turn it into a profit or you have to turn it into a business almost, right? And I, I, I do have the same kind of an like approach to things, but not always. For example, I roast my own coffee and love coffee and that's um something i really enjoy and and i guess it, that has saved us money because it's a lot cheaper when you roast your own coffee but i really enjoy it and or you know woodworking stuff i've invested quite a bit into tools and i really enjoy that process and i don't expect for those to bring money back in for me but i really enjoy it so there's a there's money spent and there's time spent in me being healed through the process of engaging in these new skills and stuff. And so I think I used to look at people and say, man, it's so sad that they have to spend 40 hours a week doing that job so that they can just come home and then do their art. And I think that having that separation in probably more times than not can be a gift as opposed to the curse, right? Because you're not again, not to keep referencing Kelly, but the, just to continue that conversation about the idea of you show up and you wake up and you realize that it's boring or you're doing the same thing. And, you know, I, I definitely hit a point where I realized that we had built a monster that was doing a lot of videos, a lot of work, and it was difficult. And I was very unhappy. Like why, do we have this monster and they were trying to feed and it just, it turned into this, I mean, a a pretty quick depression and frustration and kind of anger with myself because I was like, I built this, I built this so that I could spend time with my family. And now it's taking all of my energy 
to continue moving it. And I'd have not the emphasis on family that I wanted going into it, you know, anyway, a few rabbit trails there, but I think the no, that was good. I like, it's valuable to hear that from you. Cause I think it's a valuable thing. We, I know for, for sure myself, I daydream about the things that I would do, you know, and sometimes we do get to the end of those things and realize, what have I done? <laughs> <You know? laughs> I didn't see this one coming. And so it's good to hear that and be honest with it and talk about a road out of there, you know? Yeah. The, I had a friend in Denver who I, she was helping me with some coaching and speech coaching stuff and executive stuff. And I didn't realize it, but she would say, how are you doing? And I would say, hanging in there. And in my heart, I felt like I was saying really good because <laughs> hanging in there sounded in my heart, like as good as I can possibly fake. Right. And now it sounds so futile. You're like hanging in there. Like you're barely, you're, you're okay. Okay. Like, why not good? Why not? Are you, why are you not doing well? You know? So Anyway, I, I remember that was a, a big moment, like, oh, what's wrong? I need to fix something because I'm clearly not happy, you know? So, um, so yeah, we slowly moved to a different, a different model. We do fewer films, but bigger films. And we have an emphasis on stock footage. And now I'm pushing into the music front. So from a business standpoint, it's good. We have amazing clients. We love them. And yeah, that's great, man. It's great to hear. Yeah, thanks, man. Um, I feel like just for a few uh, closing questions, is there something that you did that you're like extremely proud of and would love to share? Uh, I made a helicopter with my son, and uh, no, um, out of wood. You know, um, it's in the shape of a helicopter. No, we have a lot of a lot of films. Um, most of them are on the website. We got a couple new ones that have not made it on there yet one hasn't been cleared and um yeah the one i just need to get up there so I, I can do that before this is posted um yeah yeah and then i mean my music stuff i've got seth schaefer music and i think only a couple iphone recorded videos of me playing like one one christmas song and one little improv at the moment but i do intend on getting that stuff live over the next few months onto things like spotify and start to you know so um yeah i don't i don't specific i don't have one thing in particular cool well so, if people want to check that stuff out what's the hoptocopter website yeah it's just hoptocopter.com so h-o-p-t-o-c-o-p-t-e-r.com well thanks this was great yeah dude let me know i've got a few other people i think you would enjoy talking with i can get you in touch with so Oh, yeah. I love the list for sure. Cool. All right. Awesome. Yeah. Man. yeah. Well, sweet. thanks, love man. I hope you have a great week. Yeah, you too, man. Glad to hear. For sure. You guys are getting out there camping. Heck yeah. Warmer weather's coming. So that's a Yeah. <laughs> yep. Uh, hopefully a lot this, this year. So thanks for joining us on Artisan. I hope you enjoyed that interview. And hopefully it inspired you to take your passions to some new level this week.